If you've ever wondered how to keep yourself and your kids happy and healthy for life, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Move Better Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a physical therapist, strength coach, and former cheerleader and coach. In this podcast, we talk all things related to living a healthy life filled with joy, peace, love, and lots of cheer. Thanks for listening. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Move Better. Uh, today I have with me Dr. Ron Nathanson, who is a doctor of chiropractic uh, medicine and a, uh, a the owner of BrainCore Neurofeedback. He's a Life Vantage consultant and owns Rockland Bergen BrainCore Wellness Center. Did I get that correct? That is correct. Thank you. Ron and I also have a uh, long history of being involved in our cheer world together. We cheered at Northeastern together and Ron was a most amazing Mr. Husky. Um, and we still love, we still call him Mr. Husky in our world and um, share a lot of good memories about that. So I'm really excited to talk with Ron today about movement, about uh, health and wellness. And um, I love that, that. I actually really love the how you've developed into the brain um, and, and your brain mapping. I want to kind of learn a little about that and all of the stuff. So welcome. Okay. On. Well, it's interesting. I, I think I look more like Mr. Husky now than I ever did when I was in school. But <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so how this all started back in August 25th, 1994, I got hit by a car on a bicycle. I broke my hip. I broke my shoulder and uh, I had numbness across my face and into these three fingers. So my thumb pointer and driving finger. Uh, and, uh, so what ended up happening was, um, I went to several different doctors and the only person that was able to help me was a chiropractor and I fell in love with it. You know, it was, they talked about this philosophy of the body's a self-healing, self-regulating organism. If you remove interference from the body and it changed my whole perspective in life, because prior to that, I was a, you know, a grandson of a pharmacist and had lots of doctors in my family that were medical doctors and they saw the world as an outside in thing. And I was learning that the world is actually an inside out thing. And everything I learned was completely backwards. So over time, I, I can't, I went off to chiropractic school, uh, became a chiropractor in 1998. I did some mission work down in Panama. I worked in Florida. I worked in New York, um, married, had children. Uh, and then as I was sharing with you before, my daughter, uh, she was five years old and she was run over by a car, broke her hip. And within six, seven years of that, she had really bad OCD situation. Um, so that's when I learned about neurofeedback and was found that neurofeedback was one of the most fascinating things. No one, I was totally uh, in the beginning of this, like not many people I knew were doing neurofeedback. Um, and so what got excited about it was that we could train our brains to do things without drugs, without uh vicious procedures like electric shock therapy I've heard, you know, and I uh, look back on it like it was a blessing. It was a curse watching what had to go through my daughter, but a blessing in because now I make a big difference in community, in my community all the time for kids that have ADD, attention deficit, OCD, uh, sleeping disorders for people, post-traumatic stress disorder, concussions, things that, you know, most people have had issues with don't know how to take care of it. So and then during the pandemic, uh, I got involved with coaching, uh, performance coaching. I was with Landmark Education, been with them for about eight years, started a program called the Team Management and Leadership Program. I became a Team One team leader, became a liaison in the Team One program, a Team Two team leader, and then a Team Two liaison, uh, which means I got a lot of coaching and was trained and developed in coaching people. 
Um, and then uh, January last year, I got involved with a company that works with oxidative stress. And ironically, the majority of brain problems uh, would be directly related to oxidative stress. And I always thought that vitamin C and vitamin E would help people with oxidative stress. And needless to say, that's not the case. So the company I work with is a company that uh, is out of Utah. Um, and I've been with them for about a year. And what I've learned is that I see when I do brain mapping on people pre and post with several neural feedback sessions with reducing oxidative stress supplements, I can make a huge difference for them faster than I could with just neurofeedback alone. So that's where I've been for the last uh, 20 plus years. Um, actually, I think it's 30 years we're coming up on 1991. We're past 30 years now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're living our life. It's, 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 if we, you know, we're, and we're moving forward, that's how it's supposed to be. Sure. Um, it's been so a lot of fun. How, um, wh what is brain mapping? Well, it's a beautiful question. Neurofeedback was developed back in uh, the sixties when astronauts were going out to space. Neurofeedback was um, originally, I don't know if you ever watched that show, uh, Stranger Things. But yeah. there's a scene where there's a scene there where the Levin's got their something on her head and they're zip 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 and you're watching these pens start to map her brain. That's a brain map. Today we use computers, we don't use pens and a computer. We have nice color software, but what we're looking for is to find out three things. We're looking at the symmetry of the brain. So the left to right side is communicating the way it's supposed to. We're looking at the magnitude of the brain, how much energy your brain's actually using. And then we're looking at your dominant brainwave frequency, which will tell us if you're depressed, it'll tell us if you had a concussion, it'll tell us if you have anxiety, it'll tell us if you're sleeping well, it'll tell us a lot. And so, and depending where in the brain you're having these problems will tell us other things as well. Like if you, what your dreams are like, do you have wild, crazy dreams? Are you, you know, there are lots of things that we learn through brain mapping um, that talks to, to us. It's, uh, we're not allowed to diagnose anything. So I can tell you patterns that simulate to depression, anxiety, all that stuff, but I'm not going to be able to sit there and say, Hey, Mary Jane, you have such and such disease. It's not what it does, but it will give us an understanding of what's going on and what behaviors show up through the brain waves that will show up in your life. And, and you can see commonalities different, like that are patterns that you, that are common with different Absolutely. Like one of my favorite things to, to, to see is a concussion. When someone's had a concussion, I have actually sat there with somebody in my office. He was in his mid forties. And I'm like, and so when did you have a concussion? He's like, and I'm like, what up? What's the matter there? And he's like, I didn't have, I had a concussion when I was 12 years old. And I go, well, the whole posterior part of your brain is showing up very slow activity. And that's impacting your reading. It's impacting your processing things. It's impacting everything. And there's a lot of trauma behind that. It could even be seen as post-traumatic stress disorder. He, his jaw swung wide open. He was like, I can't believe this is still affecting me. And I'm like, here's your map. Yes, it is. So um, yeah, brain mapping is very, it involves a lot of things and it seems real simple when I explain it, but it's, it can open up a lot of doorways to why people are not performing the way they want to. I, I, on the concussion end, like I think that's an important piece for like because I talk about concussions a lot in cheerleading and just it's it's on the news a lot with football players and everything. Yeah. Uh, others, but like you know, people are just like, oh, I just had a I just had a concussion. I just had a mild concussion. But this is an, a perfect example of like concussions are not just a simple thing. Like you, the, and they have lasting effects. Now maybe they're under the 
radar and it's not that huge, but it can affect and well, symptoms are always something that shows up last. Remember, function is what's going on and function can, you, you know, I'll share with you, the NFL uses neurofeedback specifically for concussion protocols. There's tons of research in concussions with neurofeedback. Um, but you don't realize, you don't have to have symptoms to have problems, right? You, you can think you're getting by with reading, but your reading comprehension can be low. You just have to read things three or four times. And that can share with you things that can impact you in other things like performance at work. I've had people come into my office with no symptomatology at all, do neurofeedback and start making more money at work because they're making less mistakes. First person I had was a mortgage broker back in 2015. And he came into my office. He was the first peak performance client I had. Everybody else was ADD, anxiety, you know, the, the typical stuff. By the way, those are, those are brain caps behind me. I just realized they're sitting there. So those are QEEG caps. But he came in, he started working with me, and it was like March when he started with me. We were finished by the end of May. In December, he came up to me at a Christmas party or holiday party and said to me, hey, I'd like to buy you a drink. And I said, uh, what, what are we drinking to? He's like, well, this was the best year I ever had as a mortgage broker. And he goes, everybody else is down 10%. I'm up 35%. So basically my business would be up 45%. I'm like, wow, what do you think it attributed to? And he goes, absolutely no feedback. It's the only thing I did different. So I'm like, Joe, you're going to have to tell a lot of people about this. And by the way, what are we drinking? Johnny Walker Blue? I mean, you know, <laughs> the business, your business, and this guy's a millionaire. So it wasn't like he was doing badly, up 35%. It's not like he was making $10,000. Now he's making $13.50. This guy was making over a million dollars a year. So, you know, what he was saying was he was not making mistakes while processing people's mortgages. He was getting it done a lot faster and more effective. So when your brain is functioning, uh, you're much more effective in what you do. Look at Tom Brady. He uh, is a big proponent of neurofeedback. If you were to read his TB12 book, I believe it's chapter 11, ironically. Chapter 11 uh, is the uh, whole thing about brain function and brain exercises, and that's neurofeedback. I know the people who directly worked with Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, neurofeedback is in sports. There are guys like Lucas Giolito out of the White Sox organization. If you type in neurofeedback and, and Lucas Giolito, is that his name? I'm sorry. Yeah, Lucas Giolito. Um, basically, it shows that he uh, – in 20 sessions became a horrible pitcher to an amazing pitcher. You know, he was rookie. He went uh, most improved player of the year, went to the all-star game the year before that he had a 5.63 ERA down to a 3.1 ERA. It's pretty, pretty impressive. What neurofeedback he did nothing else except neurofeedback. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and is it, you and I were talking earlier that uh, the oxidative stress and oxidative will, will affect neurofeedback. Uh, what what do you do for so brain mapping I'm oh, assuming is the assessment and then what is a treatment on that end well treatment is neurofeedback so basically it's operant conditioning right so what we do in neurofeedback is you're going to watch a screen i'm going to have wires attached to your head so if it's let's say it's your temporal region you have an emotional issue so on the right side of your head it's going to be all your emotions your learning is going to be on your left side and your amygdala is involved here so we're going to put two electrodes here they're going to feed to my computer information as a computer is reading the information just like an EEG does an EKG does for your heart and EEG does for your brain so we're watching the brain waves as they're coming in as you're in the desired area that we want you to be in the screen is going to play bright if you go out of the desired area the screen is going to say uh-uh we're going to focus and it's going to get dark so we're rewarding and punishing you and kind of like Pavlovian like when Pavlov would uh ring a bell and then he would put meat in the mouth and then they would salivate 
we're not going to make you salivate, but we're going to get your neurons in your brain to start firing. And as they start to fire, they wire. And as they wire together, they create new neural pathways. So you probably have heard of Dr. Daniel Amen. You probably heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. They're both people who do neurofeedback and brain mapping as well. They're a lot more famous than I am. <laughs> You're getting there. You're going there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so how, what is in the um, easy definition of oxidative stress, like the delay, like, can sure. you give, like, what, what is that? Why is that important? And well, we have free radicals that radiate through our body or it comes from our food. It comes from the stuff we put in our hair with stuff we brush our teeth with. We get free radicals everywhere. And free radicals are breaking down the body. Oxidative stress is like when you take an apple, you take a bite into it and leave it out and it goes brown. Well, the same thing's happening inside your body. Your cells are, are being broken down by this thing called oxidative stress. And most predominantly people have used vitamins, supplementation to add to their body such that they can supplement with. The reality is supplements are effective, but nowhere near as effective as activating systems in our body that allows our body to produce more of. So glutathione is a very buzzwordy thing that's been pretty big the last three years because glutathione is the thing that our body produces to fight off viruses and diseases and bacteria, but also reduces oxidative stress. Superoxide dismutase is another enzyme that's really important for breaking down oxidative stress and so is catalase. So we use a blend of different herbs to actually get the body to activate systems in the body that create more superoxide dismutase, which reduces oxidative stress, catalase, which reduces oxidative stress, and glutathione production, which increases up to about 300%. And that keeps the body younger. So brain function, depression, anxiety, Alzheimer's disease, all connected to oxidative stress. Autism also very connected to oxidative stress. We also have, we work with also getting mitochondria to work in the cells as well. And mitochondria are our energy centers. So if we can get your mitochondria counts to increase and be more effective to break down your ATP, then we get your brain to fire up a lot better. And so with autism, that's another factor. And as people age, they make less and less mitochondria. So what we're doing is we're activating these two systems in the body to get them to start to produce more. And then we have NAD, which we actually add to the body as well. And NAD is like considered the fountain of youth. And if you're up in Boston, you've probably heard of a guy named Dr. David Sinclair out of Harvard. He's talking about aging all the time. Uh, and he recommends the same products that we're talking about, the same things that do to the body. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> um, and my, I'm stuck on mitochondria and, and um, well, in, in the world of movement, mitochondria are so important for muscle function as well. Um, brain function. Every cell in your body has mitochondria. Even people who have problems with reproductive issues, especially men, sperm counts, you know, the way a tail moves of a sperm is through ATP. If you're not making mitochondria, you're not making, you're not utilizing the ATP. So that could be a factor as well. I'm not saying that uh, we can cure this, this stuff, but it definitely you start to look at pieces and put them together. You can get an assessment of what goes on. Cellular function for athletes is so important, especially long endurance athletes. And so is brain function. <coughs> so. And, and, and just in general and movement and like feeling like you want to get out of bed or uh, go to the gym, you need to right. create this stuff to, you know, 
help you it helps you function and it help it keeps you moving and then it declines as we age right or the production of it declines as sure. we age and so Absolutely. how do um how do you blend well back up i love how you you chose to do a sort of non-traditional route um and more uh naturopathic isn't necessarily the word because my my mom has ms and um, when I was about nine, she was diagnosed when I was a year old. And then when I was nine, she was like, I'm not doing any of this, uh, medicine that the doctors are prescribing and don't want to do it. I feel like crap. Um, uh, I'm going to go a natural route. And, you know, so since 1974, she's been preaching and, uh, you know, eat healthy, eat organic, eat, you know, stay away from things that have been hormones injected in them and pay attention and supplements and all that stuff. Um, and so it's interesting you're telling me this because I'll share, we have a common thing. My grandfather was a pharmacist. I have uncles that are doctors and whatnot. Um, and bottom line it, uh, my grandfather, when he's in the old age home, uh, before he died and I was still, I was just starting chiropractic school. They were asking me to ask my grandfather, why won't you take the medications and why? Because my grandfather was taking his medication and putting it in every plant in the in the old age home, and all the plants were dying. And and they said, "Would you ask your grandfather to take his medication?" And I said, "Grandpa, why won't you take your medication?" The man didn't remember my name at this point. This is how bad it was getting. And he just looked at me. He goes, "What do you think? I'm stupid. I know what this stuff's gonna do. It's gonna kill me." And I went, "That's why he's not taking the medication." And you know, when I was starting chiropractic school, I started learning. I had a bad bicycle accident, August 25th, 1994. I was hit by a car, broke my hip, I broke my shoulder, split open my face, and I had numbness across my face and these three fingers. I didn't feel anything until I went to a chiropractor. And then I started learning a whole different philosophy that the body heals from within, not from outside us. The way medicine talks is that everything comes outside us and we put it inside us. Whereas our body heals itself from inside out. That's why all the stuff that I'm talking about are inside out techniques to heal our body. And so your mom was right uh, in that eating healthy is a big factor in what we do. MS is completely connected to the myelin that we make on our, on our uh, nerves. So myelinated cells are affected by fish oil. You can be, there are a lot of people that have healed themselves with MS and, you know, done real well with it by just changing their diet, you know, and oxidative stress would have a factor on MS patients. So it's pretty cool that your mom, your mom and my grandfather were, were people who indirectly, directly changed us. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. She, she always, she's like, nobody listens to me. Nobody wants to listen. I'm like, we're hearing you mom. And it's, it's a slow, I think we're getting there as a society, you know, well, but I, I do believe on some level we are. And then I do believe that the system is set up so that we don't. And it's, it's fair to say that, you know, the Food and Drug Administration should not be together. No way in hell should foods and drug companies work together. It, to me, that just, that's conflict of interest because food is supposed to heal your body and drugs are supposed to help your body. But why would any drug company allow a food company to produce healthy food? So if you look at our country and you look at the food that's made in the United States of America, the majority of our food isn't allowed to be shipped to other countries unless they modify it. So sugar is not used in our country, but corn syrup is, right? So if you take corn syrup and you bring it to Italy, they're going to tell you, send it back to the United States. We're not using it. Most countries in the world do not use the food we use. 
That's why we're the most fattest, unhealthiest country in the planet. And, you know, as far as industrial nations, we're the worst. I mean, without a doubt, we're the worst. There are third world nations that are healthier than we are. So that says something. And when you look at politics in our country, politics have a factor. You know, politicians are paid by lobbies. Lobbies can put money onto a politician's desk and they can look the other way and not pay attention to what's going on and say, well, I'm just doing what everybody else in Washington is doing. So it's not doesn't matter if you're blue or red. I say this all the time. If you allow the government or the Food and Drug Administration to be responsible for your health, you're going to get what you get and don't get upset, right? That's you're getting your choices. If this pandemic hasn't shown you that, I don't know what it's going to. And I hate to sound like a zealot or a lunatic, but I think I'm in the right here at this point. I've been watching it for 30 plus years. Your mom's been seeing it for 50 plus years. Yeah. It's painful to you know be in your mom's yeah. shoes because when you see something and you know you can make a difference and people are like, you're crazy, well... After a while, you just get to the point where you're like, well, you've been warned. I don't know what to tell you. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think we we can go off in a rabbit hole with this, but I, I think we have, we have, uh, um, you know, we have, we don't take responsibility for our own actions, for our health, for our, like, and we have to, we can, we can't control what anyone else does and we can't control, nobody's, you know, we can control what we put in our body mostly, hopefully, you know, um, and we can control how we move and how we do, you know, we can control, but we can't control what the rest of the world does. And until we take responsibility for ourselves, we're not making any changes anywhere. And so, well, I'll just put it this way. Half the reason people don't move is because they're inflamed. All right. And inflammation is going to come from several things, but most of the things that inflammation comes from is the food you eat and the stuff you put on your body. And the stuff like your, your shampoo, your conditioner, the sulfates there, the stuff you put underneath your armpits, the stuff you brush your teeth with, the stuff you wash your mouth with, the stuff you wash your clothes with. How about this one? How about receipts that you get at, at a, uh, at a you know, ATM machine? They're actually very carcinogenic and they're hormonal disruptors in your body that will create inflammation. So if you're looking to move better, if you're looking to be more flexible, exercise is very powerful. But what you're greasing your body with is also powerful. And that, that to me is more important. I mean, it's just as important as exercise. So can you talk about some ways that we can make positive changes or things to like, how do you, if you, how do you avoid getting a receipt? I mean, we well, have an email to you, email, have an, yeah. e- have right. an email to you. That way you always have the permanent record. It's a better right. receipt anyway. And that works uh, as far as like, what are you washing your clothes with? If you're looking at sulfates, if you're looking at stuff that uh, phthalates and sulfates, you want to eliminate that from your body, from your clothing, you know, from your body when your body's touching it. You want to wear cotton clothing as much as possible, breathable clothing. Polyester will mess up your hormones. Believe it or not, it doesn't allow your body to breathe, but it also has an impact on your skin. Oh, God, it's, it's just a, it's a deep hole here. What you're asking me to talk about right now, we could do this for several episodes. Um, but what it really comes down to is be a watchman at the gate of what you're putting in your face. You know, it's uh, and that's hard because everything, and I mean, everything is hard. You even organic is not as organic as you think. Right. There's a, there are farms out there that are biodynamic. If you really want to get crazy, look for biodynamic farms, look for, you know, not just grass fed, but pasture raised, you know, people that you know, grass fed has now got a new altered way of being. If your animal was fed grass for the last month of its life, well, then it's grass fed. And that doesn't mean it's really been grass fed. So, you know, it's, um, it's, you gotta 
Ah, it's really, that's a tough question, Laura. It's like, there's so much you have to know. And then even then, it doesn't guarantee you anything. You can walk off the curb and get hit by a bus. So, you know, you know, it's just, it's just like, but quality of life is the most important thing I would say is rather than quantity, quality is the most important thing I would want to live. Yeah. I think that um, just starting to pay attention, making one change, looking at one thing, because it, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's overwhelming and consuming and you can end up then being, putting yourself in a bubble and not, living that quality of life because you're too concerned with too much detail, but you got to find that balance and you've got to start making, making one small change can create a ripple effect in everything. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, even every change you make is a change in the right direction, right? If you, so imagine an onion, you're peeling away layers, right? It, the idea of each layer, and I'm, I'm starting to start like I'm quoting Shrek here. I'm a donkey. <laughs> I'm, I'm like an onion donkey. Right, so onions are, are basically um, many layers. If you start to eliminate the layers of things, you're you're actually helping your body. So, and movement is so important. Also, like you know, this whole podcast about movement. I love watching elderly people. Where I live, there's a group of elderly Chinese people that do qigong and tai chi, and I've done it, and it's just amazing what it's like to push energy through your body. And we don't think like that. We think we got to get on a treadmill. We got to do sweat, run. And actually that excessive exercise also creates oxidative stress. Sometimes excessive exercise is more dangerous than it is helpful. So, you know, right. like if you look at Jim Fix, who wrote the book uh, Marathon uh, for Good Health, I mean, he died of a heart attack. He was supposed to prevent heart attacks. Right. But the guy who made uh, power bars, he also died from uh, a heart attack from being an adrenaline runner, you know, these are, you have to be careful, you know, it's exercise is good in moderation. It's not meant to, you're not, I, I get there are people out there that show you they're the, they're the anomaly. Those that are super athletic and they live forever. It's not right. necessarily so. Right. You talked earlier before we recorded uh, about five key things that were um, sure. that important. And so can, can you go back sure. over those? Sure. You are what you you eat, right? That's the first thing. If you're putting junk in, you're going to get junk out. So you, you want to eat healthy. Two, you want to move your body. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? So that's part of it. Uh, three, you want to think positive. You, you know, negative thinking, thinking will kill you faster than anything else. If you look at a situation as it's always bad, I promise you it is. And if you look at it, it's like I can learn from it. It's a whole different way of experiencing it. You process it different. The cells in your body, they feel everything your brain thinks. You know, that's, a, that's what we're finding out more and more about epigeneticists is like our brains control every cell in our body. And if our, body is, if our brain is thinking negative, every cell in our body is going to be negative. Uh, you definitely want to get body work done. The more body work you get done, the, the free up the stress in the body. And then uh, use it or lose it. We'll see there's a fifth one. Ron, what's the fifth one? It's probably the one I don't do well at. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, use it, lose it, exercise, body work. Uh, and sleep. Sleep is vital also. Most people do not sleep. Uh, if you're not body, if you're not sleeping, then that's where neurofeedback does great stuff. That's where nutrition does great stuff. Yeah. You know, most people don't even realize there are things you can do nutritionally to help you sleep deeper. Um, I'm not going to get into too much of that, you know, just like if you, yeah. if you want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to, but like too much information today. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, and we can, you and I can do this again and again and talk more and more and get deeper and deeper in that. So that's, uh, 
but you, you know, it, the key is there's, it's not just one thing. There's a lot of things and, and making one small change can make a big difference in all of the things. Um, you know, sure. a few snowflakes can turn a, a snowstorm into an avalanche, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, we, if we're looking at how we can improve ourselves, slow and steady is wins the race. It, you don't have to make drastic changes. And I actually think drastic changes fast could be dangerous as well. The body is already at a certain balance. We call that homeostasis. If we start to throw new things into the body, it's going to take it out of homeostasis, even though they might be healthy. So right. slow and steady will win the race. Um, yeah. You don't have to be drastic. I used to be a radical. Well, you, you know, like if I told you my whole life story and all the things that we have done and haven't done, you can see me as crazy, and I understand. <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you got to live. I haven't had a McDonald's hamburger since 1991. How's that? That'll give you an understanding of what radical changes I had to make in my life. Well, I did make, and won't won't go back. Nothing against that, McDonald's. I never felt good eating it. That's all. Yeah, uh, and that goes back before you started your uh, the your health journey. We'll say. Um, Let's say it started on the way back from Hartford. Uh, sick and I didn't know you know yeah. uh, why yeah. but I was something happened and I was vomiting pretty much the whole way home and I thought it must be the McDonald's I'm not yeah. doing this anymore so yeah yeah, yeah. um good call <laughs> um, yeah uh the coaching that you do mm-hmm. what are you coaching um your well, co- with like, all I, kinds I, of people Okay. Um, I work with I've worked with several CEOs of companies. I've worked with people who are own their small businesses. But what they want to do is get performance out of their lives. It started with a friend of mine who was from Northeastern. Uh, he wanted a happiness coach, and I said, "Well, I don't know about happiness, but I can see what we can do." He saw that I was talking a lot on on Facebook uh, about coaching with Landmark, and you know, I've I've ran, I've worked in courses for people where I've coached for people, and I've had people's lives transform in just a weekend. So what I'd like to do with people is find out what they want to create in their lives and what are they creating in their lives? And I'm talking health wise more than anything else. You'd be surprised how emotions impact people's health and the way they see things. And if we can get people to start looking at things differently and, and implement other things into their life, like exercise, like gratitude, like appreciation, uh, things like, um, taking ownership of their lives, why they showed up the way it has, it really shifts things for them. And they end up having, feeling more complete with themselves and transfer, transform their lives. That's awesome. So how, so you do one-on-one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it? I've done both. I tend to like to do one-on-one coaching. Group coaching is great. Um, if you have a dynamic, a group of people who work together, it doesn't make sense if let's say it's you, Laura, and let's say I got a guy who, um, you know, you being a physical therapist and a cheerleading coach, and I got someone who's a CEO of an aerospace company, you two are not going to have a lot in common. So right. I'm looking to like, but I have worked with teams of people who work together. I'm, you know, working with a team right now that I love working with and help them perform to their highest level in conversations by just asking questions and having them discover for themselves what's missing. So Really what I, what I do as a coach is I don't tell them much. I ask them a lot of questions. And as I ask questions, they start to discover what's missing and what they want to look at. And then I say, hey, this is an idea. Are you open to another idea? You know, and they go, yeah. So that's usually how it works. I don't like to, I don't come at people and be like, yeah, this is my way. It's the only way. It's the way right. it works. It doesn't work. You know, it leaves people going, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That contract I need to renew with you, I'm not interested. That's how I yeah. usually use Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, well, I'm excited for you on that. And um, uh, touch a little bit on um, how the, uh, the Life Vantage stuff can, helps with oxidative stress and um, in, in, in life. How is so this was a company that came out in like 2003. It was a guy named Dr. Joe McCord. Now, if you look up his name, you'll find out that he was the guy that discovered a thing called superoxide dismutase. Guy was an incredible scientist. He was doing things that nobody was doing. As far as business, wasn't a very good businessman. Um, I was just introduced to the company a year ago. A friend of mine offered me to look at the company. I was like, oh, I'm not interested. I don't do companies like this. And she said, well, why not? And I said, because everybody says their products are the best. And then she shared with me several articles that were found in PubMed. PubMed is a, it's like the Google for medical doctors and, and research. And I would say that it was uh, eye-opening. Harvard, LSU, Ohio State, Northwestern, um, who else was in there? Uh, Washington State and National Institute of Aging, the American Heart Association. American Heart Association has never done research on a natural product for heart disease ever, except for with Life Vantage. So I got really excited and then saw the results and started seeing brain maps change in my practice drastically. I saw my brain map change and I hadn't done any neurofeedback in almost a year. And in six months time of taking products, my brain map shifted drastically. I was like, whoa, I need to look at this more. So it's a really cool company to work with, great people. And, uh, you know, I'm not really at, at able to really go into too much with the company because we're yeah. doing something and there's, there are protocols that when you make an agreement with the company that you can't talk and advertise for them. So I would love to talk more about them, yeah. but yeah. No, that's okay. That's, I really wanted to like that, you know, it's you've, cool. no, you've, you've noticed changes on your own, um, that in, in it's, um, and helping on, on how you're feeling on a whole. And, uh, and so that's the, the point being, there's a lot of different ways to get there and there are, um, uh, alternative health measures that are actually proven and, uh, a lot of things that you can do to take care of your health and your fitness and your wellness and all that. Um, and so don't be tied into a box and if you want to learn more and reach out to Ron <laughs> on this end, um, well, uh, and I, I'm you not know, very maybe next, maybe next time I'll come on and I'll show you some brain maps and show you some of the things that their products have done for me. Yeah. Um, but right now, just can just start with a hey, it's really cool to be here, you know. And I'm, yeah. I, I, and I like the fact that you're doing this. Podcasts are, uh, you know, I've started doing them and I just didn't find it exciting for me to be the interviewer. So yeah. I'm glad to be interviewed. <laughs> I appreciate. I it. Well, I like talking with people and especially getting to to reconnect with my my, I won't say old friends, my long, lifelong friends um, well, who are doing amazing I, things. So, um, well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, you know, back in the day when we were back in school, you know, there were certain people that always were kind and generous and loving and you haven't changed a bit. You've always been that. And it's fun to be here with you. And uh, thank you. That means the world to me. So uh, you've always been a really special person, Laura. Thank you. Uh, so on that note, how can people reach you if they want to talk with you more? And uh... okay, uh, well, the three ways you can reach me. Uh, one, you can reach out to me uh, 
just by email. It's Dr. D-R-R-O-N BrainCore, B-R-A-I-N-C-O-R-E at gmail.com. You can call me 917-744-1388. And you can look for my Facebook page at BrainCore, Rockland Bergen BrainCore uh, on Facebook. And I'll be happy to respond to any way possible and help anybody any way possible. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> that to me is the greatest gift you can do for somebody is make a difference in their lives. And it's everything I've done in my life is to try to make a difference to help people. Um, I think that, you know, it's interesting as I get older, I've always, I have no problem giving, receiving is always the hard part for me. So that's something I'm working on as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but um, well, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, and oh, it's my pleasure. Thank uh, you. Everybody check out um, Ron's information uh, and I'll, I'll have all that in the show notes. Don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out, take life one step at a time and go have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Move Better podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you learned something on this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you'd like to work with me on your journey towards healthy movement and fitness, please go to www.movebetterllc.com and schedule a free discovery visit to discuss your goals. And there you can also find all of our free guides. Thanks for being part of our cheer team. Remember to live life with pure joy and love and with extraordinary cheer.